1: You're listening to Motherhood Stress, the podcast that talks all about the realities of being a mom in today's world, but also gives you practical takeaways for making the ride as fun and stress-free as possible. The way we live life is an art. I'm here to remind you of the power you already have to create a truly beautiful life. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi offers completely organic, vegan, non-GMO superfood blends that makes it incredibly easy to incorporate superfoods into your diet. Um, it's got things like chlorella and spirulina, um, turmeric, ginger. You know They have mushroom blends, just an amazing array of products uh, to help you boost your immune system and incorporate true nutrition into your diet while also being insanely easy. So go to aganifyshop.com and use the code LIZC15 for an extra 15% off your purchase. Hey guys, in this episode I'm speaking with Catherine Sable. She's an entrepreneur and coach of entrepreneurs and also a master manifester. Catherine has brought things into her life out of thin air based on her skill and process alone and she takes us through exactly what she does and also what she avoids. You know, a lot of Resistance comes up when you are manifesting things. You know, do I actually really want what I'm putting out into the universe? So she shows us how to break down those walls, how to be brave and courageous in our own lives, and really manifest the life and the happiness that we all want. Um, She is an incredible source of knowledge, and I am so excited to share this episode with you. I got so much out of it, and I know that you are too. Well, hey guys, welcome to the show. Um, I am so stoked because I have an amazing guest here today with us, and she is going to be talking to us about the subject of manifestation, and it's something that I'm I'm super interested in, and a lot of women that I talk to, I, I get the same mirroring back. I mean, it's such a, an interesting kind of existential topic. So today, I'm here with Catherine Sable. She is a coach, a speaker, a writer, um, and her coaching practice really specializes in helping women entrepreneurs Uh, connect with their heart-driven passion, and she teaches them how to actually achieve results. Um, So it's a super interesting combination of specialty, and she's also a master manifester, which is why I had to have her on this show. So thank you so much for being here, Catherine.
0: Thanks for having me. It's super fun and one of my favorite topics, too.
1: Yes, well, I mean, just based on our conversations alone, I knew that you would be the perfect person to have to talk about this. Um, So why don't we get started with just, you know, you giving us a little bit about your background.
0: Sure. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I came into this role, this world from business ownership. So I owned a business for many years. Um, We had a children's, we sold children's clothing and had embroidery and women's clothing and sold to stores. And I sold it a few years ago. And when I did, I just knew I wanted to help other women, you know, achieve their dreams. I, I went about it in such a hard way. I knew there was an easier way, um, and that kind of landed me in the coaching world. Uh, I also have small kids, so and I did a lot of this. My oldest had a lot of medical issues, so I ran the business from a hospital room for a good bit of the time. Wow. And um, what I learned about the balance that's needed to to really be able to be in the world, you know, to be in life and still have all these pressures really kind of led me down this path to be able to help other people.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, getting back to the topic of manifestation, you know, obviously as an entrepreneur, I mean, it's almost like the definition of that is creating something out of nothing. So you're really geared towards that, you know, as a manifester. Um, but what's your definition of manifestation, you know, for people who might not really be that familiar with it?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really clear for me. It's bringing that from the non-physical world into the physical. So it's bringing anything from the ethereal, which could be defined as your mind, you know, the ether out there um, into this physical reality, um, where it's either a vision, a home, a life, a tangible thing, something that you're living now.
1: Wow. So, I mean, is it, do you think, you know, it comes back to people just, you know, having a random thought or do you think they have to really Focus on something, push something uh, to, to be able to manifest, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, I think manifestation is a real process. I think it's. Um, I think there's a lot of components to it. It's not a really complicated. It's just that to think that you can have one thought and then manifest it. I mean, thank goodness that doesn't happen a lot of mm-hmm. times. You know what I mean? It's like if you think about a boulder falling on your head and then it does. Um, and Abraham takes <laughs> uses that as an example that there's sort of. There's a lot kind of wrapped up in it and we manifest all the time Everybody is a manifester because anything that you have in your life is an example of something that you've manifested Good, better, and different.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of freaky once you start going back and thinking about it. Like, you know, I've you know, before you met your significant other or whatever, like you're like, oh, you know, I I wish I had that in my life. Or you know, people, I, I tried to have kids. You know, I tried to have Nash. It took me a year, and I remember just you know, hoping and wishing and like focusing on that. And now it's like I have two kids, and they're driving me crazy and running around. I mean, it is. It you're right. Like everything that you see and. You know, you look around the room right now, or if you're in your car listening to this, like look around, like you produce that in some way. Yeah. From a thought. Yeah. So, yeah. um, How did you, you know, begin to use it in your own life? When did you start to see connections between what you were thinking and what was showing up?
0: Yeah. I think that's where the business came in. That was a real platform for me because I would start thinking about things and then having goals. And then all of a sudden, I would look up a few months, maybe a year later, and I would have it, you know, be a revenue goal. I want to reach this goal. And then all of a sudden, or I want to get that client Mm. and all of a sudden I'd look around and then I would like, okay. So like for an example, you know, I didn't know what I was doing when I first started in the business. And I just remember accounting and finance being so frustrating for me. It was always out of my control. It was scary. I would get surprise bills. Like who gets surprise bills? Don't you know what bills are coming? You know what I mean? I mean, I guess there is such a thing, but I just remember waking up and saying, you know what, like accounting should not be emotional. Like this is their numbers, you know, they're it's just really simple. And so I'm going to manifest that this become a really simple process. It's like, it's money in, it's money out, you know? And I did, I looked around, I did what needed to happen. And six months later, I was managing my finances. We were, you know, producing a lot more profit than we had before. I was not scared or nervous or anything about something showing up I mean, I guess there's always things that could show up, but what I was talking about was not things that should be surprising. You know, (laughs) I mean, rent still comes every, the first of every month. Um, So I think the business was a real platform for me to start noticing, well, wait a minute, you know, because it it happened a couple of times and I looked around like, huh, Hmm. I actually thought about this back then and now look, and I'm like, actually, can I, can I do that? Can I do something with that? Is that, or do you just have to hope it works out like you want Wow. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. so
1: empowering. I mean, but I think too, it takes a certain type of person to be able to like suddenly slow down, you know, the, the present moment and to, Mm -hmm. to look around and say, wait a second here. You know, I mean, most of the time we're just in autopilot. We're going to, you know, mock speed, you know, just living our lives, doing our thing. And so to just, to be able to like slow down like that and really look around and say, wait, you know, that's amazing. And that's, I think that's empowering.
0: Yeah. And I've always been really self-reflective. You know, I've always been really curious about, you know, how to create. And and I would also look around and see people who had things or did things and I couldn't find a real difference between them and me. I would make up a lot of things, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, I really couldn't figure out why them and not me, you know, in certain circumstances, I guess there were reasons, but you know, if somebody had built a really huge business and they had a parent who had a ton of money and could invest a lot of capital, maybe that's a reason, but I just, I don't know. I've seen it enough times that I thought there's no reason I can't just do what I want to do.
1: Right. You're thinking I'm smart enough. I'm capable enough. I'm, I know I'm going to work hard enough. Yeah. What's the problem. Right. Exactly. But I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't think a lot of people think that way, you know, you hear these limiting beliefs and we've talked about that, and you say, okay, that's it, you know, and you shut it down and you shut yeah. down any other option of any other growth or opportunity or potential. Yeah. So what, what would you say to people who, you know, have those, those walls built up and then they believe the walls?
0: Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, you know, when working one-on-one with people, when I work with clients, I mean, we, you know, we break those down, you know, and it's, we start to see the pattern because everybody has their own pattern, which comes from our stories and our belief systems that have been created, you know, long before they come into my life, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and really look at where it's coming from and why is that true for you? And then we just break it down. They're so silly. The limiting beliefs are really silly when you really start thinking about it because it's like, you know, you ran a marathon, you ran 26 miles and you don't think you can achieve this revenue goal. Like what's, you know, both are marathons. I don't, you know, it just, you start looking at what they're saying and then, well, why can't you achieve that? Oh, well, you know, and whatever their reasons are, I can blow holes in them. Anybody can. And, you know, you start to look at it and go, oh, wait, that is silly. And it's kind of like gradually and incrementally opening up and expanding our minds to that which is possible. You know, it's kind of the rare occasion where it just blows up and all of a sudden you're on the other side. You know, these are sort of incremental and gradual expansions where it's like, oh, yeah, well, I did do that you know, and if somebody says, well, I can't make that, I can't make a million dollars or I can't, you know, get my business to be a certain number. You know, we start looking about what they have achieved Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing I think as humans, we do, we focus on what we don't have and what we haven't been able to do. And, you know, once we start looking at what they have achieved, then it's like, okay, well, you, you created something out of nothing. You created a business. What makes you think that getting it to, let's just say $500,000 is any different than getting it to 10 million, you know, or, or to be smaller, 1 million. What's the Mm -hmm. difference? You know, there really isn't one.
1: Yeah, but it almost takes asking that question for people to even face it. You know, I mean, might be playing in the background in the subconscious, or but it takes someone like a coach, like yourself, to say, "Well, why?" and then to kind of put them on the spot. I mean, it's it's an interesting dynamic. So yeah, I definitely. I want you to talk a little bit about pushing through that limit. Cause I know we've talked about that before where you're, you're almost at the precipice and it gets really intense, you know, before anything um, yeah. change. So favorite. I want you to talk a little bit
0: more on that. That's yeah. 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 That's my favorite. So yeah, my experience of manifestation um, and I think you're right. I think we're often on autopilot and blind to both the what's happening and the pattern of it. Cause I started tracking mine and it was the same over and over. I would get up really close to an actual manifestation and s- So let me back up a little. What happens is once it's about to come from the ethereal into the physical, from that non-physical realm into this one, um, everything starts to kind of shake. It's like an earthquake, you know, it's like a a spiritual emotional earthquake and the limiting beliefs, I call them saboteurs, gremlins, you Mm -hmm. know, they start getting really loud, you know, and most of us, if we're not aware, we turn around and run the other direction. Cause what they're saying, I mean, they are crafty, you know, it's like all those voices, It's like they start hitting on what, yeah, you can't do this. There's no way. And it's kind of like, you're going to risk what your family's what to do, what that's crazy. And then we turn and we run, Mm -hmm. but that's the point at which if we can just take one step and put one foot in front of the other and keep down a path, the manifestation actually then does show up. Um, I read a book and and she called it trouble at the border. And I just thought that was amazing because it, it really, I've noticed it over and over again. Um, and in that same book, she defines success as doing what you said you were going to do with ease. Mm, I love so, that. Yeah. And so now when I get to that place of when things start to go bananas, in fact, I'll wake up in the morning sometimes and hear those crazy, the winning thoughts and those negative, that negative self-talk and I'll go, wow, something pretty amazing is going to happen today.
1: Oh, because I love it, that.
0: Right? because it's that rumble. And so I'm like, my only job right now is just to put one foot in front of the other. That's it. I don't have to get emotional about this or crazy about that, or change all my plans around because of this. You know, I can do that tomorrow if I still need to, but one foot in front of the other. And I'm telling you 99% of the time, if not a hundred, that manifestation or some manifestation or something massive appears that day, some connection, Mm -hmm. some, something that I couldn't have ever dreamt of. But I spent a lot of years and, and some in most recent times too, just not taking those steps. So, never quite seeing what was on the other side of that quote rumble, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: But when you have been brave enough to keep going, what's been the most surprising thing that's shown up that you've manifested?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's funny because when you said that, for me, it's all of these. Connections and that are leading me that you can only see in retrospect, right? Like, I can't connect the dots going forward, I have to connect them going back. And so, I'll be connected to somebody, or I'll, you know, well, here's an example that just came to mind. Um, I found out um, that it was really random, I found out that, um, I went to go see an old employee of my, my old business. And it was sort of a random thing. And she told me that day that something had happened in the business and that she was going to need help finding a job. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that, yeah. So random that I showed up this day and that this happened. And so I was like, let me put some thought into that. I can definitely help you. I go back. Um, and I'm sitting at this restaurant and I look over and talk to this woman. She's just really nice. And she's like, I run these restaurants and I'm looking for help, but I cannot find help. You know, I'm from a different state and I'm trying to build this business. And I'm like, well, what kind of help do you need? (laughs) You know? And it turns out my employee was bilingual. She was looking for that. The pay was right in line with what she needed. So I got her information. I texted it to my old employee and like, bam, you know, two days later, she had an interview and she's got a job. It's like, I could never have put all that together. Like that I would have been in that place at that time And that's just a tiny example of how connections happen. And then I look back on the day and go, it just, how did that, how did that happen? There's something greater at work, Mm -hmm. something greater than me happening, you know? Um, So anyway, I don't think it's one particular thing, one physical object necessarily. It's just always really strange to me how things kind of work together and come into play for some greater good.
1: So when those moments are happening, when you're starting to see the connections play out, do you get any kind of physical feeling in your body? Or is it just like a recognition of of
0: something greater than yourself? I think excitement shows up. In fact, sometimes I have to manage it because it's so incredible. I'm like, you would not believe, you know, Um, I talk a lot to a friend of mine about this, about the body being an instrument and how all this stuff runs through it. And that's one of them. It's like, I have to stay grounded in those times because, oh my God, I mean, I get so overwhelmed and excited. Because you know, you know something's happening. And even on a bigger level, it's like, there's nothing to worry about. Mm. There's really nothing to worry about. It's all working out. And that to me is like, that's life altering. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's almost like, well, what do I do now? If I don't have to work so hard for all of this and it's all working out and I just need to relax and be present, w- what do I do with all the other, the rest of the time, you know?
1: So much so much mental energy, I feel like, goes into worrying and fear and, you know, all these stresses that we put on. Like, I know for myself, I can honestly speak for myself with this. Like, yeah. I've so much mental energy, like, worrying about stuff that never, either never comes to fruition, or like, if it does, oh, it, well, it wasn't as bad as I thought, or, you know, it was right. totally fine. Like, man, like if people, like you said, could just kind of realize that it just, it does, it frees up so much space for good to come in.
0: Right. And it's almost like the most important thing is to be present. We make up that I'm working so hard right now for what's over there. You know, either in my job, I'm working now to make the money so that I can retire or so that I can provide something for my kids down the road or, you know, create a vision in my business. That's not here now. It's out there. And we forget that all of that happens right now.
1: Mm, that's so powerful. Wow. Yeah. So for people who want to be where you are and want that, you know, that feeling of peace and feeling of empowerment that they can really create their own lives, what are some things they can do to get started? I mean, we're talking about the fresh newbie who's mm-hmm. never done any of this kind of stuff before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that question. Um, And there's really practical things that you can do right away. I mean, one of them is gratitude. You can't get what you're looking for if you don't appreciate what you have. You just can't. The universe doesn't work like that. And so, um, you know, becoming... And the other thing is the brain and the way we're wired is we are wired to look for the negative and the problems and what's going wrong. And so we have to physically, mentally retrain our brain to look for the positive and look at what's going right. So I have a process that I use, which um, is setting intentions and both at morning and at night. And what's really powerful about that at night is, you know, I just kind of thought when you went to bed, you got an automatic reset. Midnight happened and bam, you know, the fairies come down and they sprinkle dust on me and I'm all good. And, you know, to some degree there is a reset when we go to sleep, but we're also setting up how we wake up in the morning. And so to set those intentions for what I want the morning to show up as, and to set the day for Um, even if it's five minutes and just writing down some intentions about here's what I'd like this day to go, like to go, how, how I'd like it to go. Or, um, I often do it before meetings, you know, what's the outcome I want on the other side of it. Um, the other thing I do, which is a bit more extensive, but I, it's, I say, choose my currency. What do I want to measure? What do I want to measure my success by today? And I use the word currency because so often it's money you know, so much. We want to look at how much money am I making? It's our measure. It's like, how much do I have? How much do I need to get? How much, where do I need to be? Whether it's a business or personal. And I like to look at it sometimes and shift it up and say, how much joy and laughter can I create today? Hmm. And let that be my currency. And then I, at the end of the day, I write down my evidence of success log. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is that really
1: just like five lines or something really quick. Oh, yeah. just kind of reconnect with
0: that. Yep. And it and it does two things. Um, you know, I coined that term because I'm really driven. You know, and I didn't want this to be in woo-wooville. I wanted there to be practical yeah. applications, and look for the success of it. Um, but it does two things. It one, it allows me to reflect on what has been a success for the day, and two, during the day, because I like to succeed and don't want to fail, it gets my brain trained to start looking for that throughout the day. So now I'm looking for ways to either bring joy and laughter or to be more present or, you know, what is my focus today? What is that currency?
1: That's amazing. And I think that's something that everybody can do. I mean, everybody can absolutely bring those skills in and and hone those skills over time because I Mm -hmm. feel like it is, it's a practice, you know, it It is.
0: is. It and it's is.
1: not like you reach the finish line and oh, like I'm good at this now. Like you, it's something you have to do on a daily basis.
0: It is, and it's, and like I said, when you realize that you just need to be present, there's a lot of mental space up there, and it's how do you fill it? You know, if you can't meditate and get everything super quiet, you know, because there just will always be thoughts. What do you fill that space with? And that starts to be gratitude. So that's something some in a newbie especially could do just anytime driving in the car, looking around, what am I grateful for? What am I I really grateful for? I have a car. That's amazing. Right. You know, I'm in traffic and I'm sitting still. That's amazing. I'm sitting still, you know, whatever it is, but to train the brain to start looking for what we're grateful for is a huge, huge step forward.
1: I love that. I mean, that alone, I mean, is a huge takeaway. I feel like from this conversation, um, but, you know, for people who are manifesting, practicing with it, you know, practicing gratitude, what's something that they shouldn't do? What's something that they should avoid? when mm.
0: I know, I, I love that question. Um, first of all, that you really can't do it wrong and you're doing it anyway. You're manifesting, you know, all the time. But, and so I had a little bit of trouble, you know, beforehand thinking about that. But then I did realize that probably, and it's not quite wrong, but really getting attached to both the outcome and how it comes into being um, we'll certainly come up the process. So any kind of attachment or it has to be this way, or I can't have it any other way, or it has to happen now, mm-hmm. or, you know, putting real strict parameters on how you want things to come into being, what they should look like, you know, that's just really not gonna, it's not, it's just not helpful. So I always point people to underneath that layer. There's always something behind that. Why do you want it now? What's important about that? You know, why do you want it to be that way? You know, I was, um, listening to somebody who was talking about this and someone was trying to manifest a partner and she wanted a guy with red hair who had a British accent. And well, you know, that's a, you couldn't real strict parameters wow. on the universe and how they can deliver that. Right. But she started asking questions about that. Well, turns out she had equated that to a really funny guy, like he was humorous and he was light and it was, you know, and so that would meant a really good time for her. And that was going to be a really joyful relationship. So then you can get to, that's what I want to manifest. I want to manifest a joyful relationship. And now you've opened up all the portals in which the universe can deliver that. You know, it's almost like you close off doors and you make it really difficult for it to come into your life when you define all of those external parameters.
1: I love Um, that. But it's like soul searching and getting to the core of, you know, your desires and life for yourself and for your family. I mean, and then once you reveal that, well, it could come in this package, it could come in this pack, like it could be. You know, it could be a new job or it could be something totally that you didn't expect, but you're still meeting that core need. Exactly. But I think it takes, you know, a lot of self-work. You know, you need to really examine, you know, what, what do you really want? You know, I mean, I think that's a question everyone can ask themselves and maybe it'll change on a daily basis, but it's like, what would really make me happy? You know, how can I, how, and how can I bring that
0: about? So. Right. And trust that you're going to get it. I think that's what happens when we go, oh, but if I don't get that guy with red hair with a British accent, then I won't feel fulfilled. I'll have to sacrifice mm. you know, this really good feeling of feeling good. And, and, and that's not it at all. You know, it's trusting that we're going to get everything that we want, really, you know, especially when we're tapped into what that means on a deeper level.
1: You know, and I think that's a good message too, because it's like, you know, if you don't get it within two weeks, well, this is my deadline, two or three weeks. And you get attached to that outcome and then it doesn't happen. And then you never practice gratitude. Or you never try to manifest again. Cause you're like, oh, well, you know, it didn't happen that one time, exactly the way I wanted it. So I think that's important for people listening to, to take away, like it's, it's okay. Don't get attached to specific deadlines or specific guys with red hair and accents, <laughs> right?
0: Well, and if we're, yeah. And if you're trying to get folks, you know, a real actionable takeaway, you know, write a list. What is the thing that you want to manifest? Is it $10,000? Is it a new job, a new house? Put that at the top and write a list, write a list of all the things that you want and look at it and see how many are attached to an external sort of thing, like mm-hmm. a white house with a you know, brick siding, you know? Well, okay, that's great. Now what's underneath that? Why? well, that's the house I grew up in and I had a really happy childhood. Okay, great. So you want to, have, you want to offer a really happy childhood or have a really good feeling home. You know, and now you're getting to that thing. Um, writing it down actually brings it into this realm. So um, that's a really good practice. So for anybody who's looking to manifest something, that's a really good place to start.
1: I love that. I mean, I know that, you know, we've talked about like how I do morning pages every morning, like mm-hmm. without fail. And really, I mean, I look at it just like honestly clearing out the cobwebs of my mind. Like I could yeah. write, I could write, you know, perfect sentences or I could write, write just like scribble, scrabble. And at, at the end result is the same. I feel cleansed mm-hmm. I feel cleared out and more focused. You know, even right. if what I was writing was just you know, nothing. And I would never revisit that again, but it does something. It really mm-hmm. does. It does bring something out of the ethereal, you know, through your body and then out. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. that's magic. I feel like mm-hmm. you know, starting, mm-hmm. to, I think I've been doing it consistently for almost a year and yeah, it's been, it's been amazing.
0: Yeah. And focus is so much about getting clear and being focused.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've, we've kind of covered some, some takeaways from today, but what, do you have any other really big takeaways that you want people to know who are interested in manifesting and, and getting into doing it on a daily basis?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's, like I said, there's lots of pieces to it, but I think it starts with curiosity and it's a really fun process and to start playing with it. You know, keep it light. Don't make it so difficult. And what is it that you want? The universe is here to deliver that for you. You know, get curious about it. Know that you can have it and um, play around with it. Everybody's process is different. You know, I have some really specific things that we go through that can manifest exactly what you're looking for. And, you know, everybody can find that through a different way. So I think it's just a fun, fun thing. I think we often get really serious about it. Um, but keeping it light and having a lot of fun with it, seeing what you can manifest, start thinking of things think of a, you know, feather and see if it shows up, you know, just kind of look around, see what you have, just, you know, bring in that childlike curiosity and that wonder and start to notice what's showing up that you didn't even realize, Mm. you know, because it's always showing up. It's just how, where we, where we're looking and what we're seeing
1: and noticing it and having the presence of mind to be
0: present. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah,
1: so you, you have a very specific manifestation, like guideline, can you take us through some of that?
0: Yeah, definitely. It, it does start with the list, right? Like if somebody comes to me and says, I really want this thing. For me, the way I envision it is there's a vision out there. And then there's a ladder with steps in which to get there. And, um, it's just about putting things into action. So we start with what it is that you want. We go through the list and then we start, we go to that under layer, which we've talked about, what are the desires within me, you know, and what is it that I'm wanting and what's important about this particular desire. And then we start looking at some of the things that need to happen. And a lot of times I'll put down, I keep everything really simple. We'll put down three action steps that you need to take to get there, you know, and then we sort of put it aside Um, other times I will look at the uh, belief system that's behind it because I do think it's the limiting beliefs that keep us from that. Mm -hmm. So I'll take people through a process of going back and finding out what are your, like money's a huge one. Who doesn't want more money? A lot. Everybody is trying to manifest more money. So I'll take people through a process of going into their background and their childhood and what were the money stories and where did they come from and how are you reliving that now? You know, what are you playing out? Because most likely, almost always, there's a pattern that's being played out again that was learned, you know, in childhood. And we don't have to, it's not therapy, we don't have to go through the whole thing and all of this. It's just good to know what the script of the story is, because to your point that you've made several times, which is so key, if you don't know you're playing a role in the play, you can't step out to make a different, to choose a different role, you know, and so we identify the script that's being played out and then things really start to happen. People can really make a shift and a change. How do I want that to be different? What's my ideal about this? You know, is that true for me? You know, mine was that with, um, work, it had to be really hard. Mm-hmm. If you weren't working hard, you were not really accomplishing anything. You know, I got that from my dad. So many people feel that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going.
0: Yeah. So when things would show up easy, I'd be like, well, this, this can't be right. So let me go work really hard to make no. this happen. You know, I mean, I, so much extra effort, not, not, needed, but to be honest, for me, even underneath that, there was a belief that if it really was easy, did that somehow negate my dad's journey? Cause I learned that whole work ethic that work hard from my dad, who was incredibly accomplished and had made huge strides in his life. Very proud of his career, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a doctor, he was really super successful. And I'm like, well, if this is true for me. And that's true for him. Is that okay? And it never had been because I had never taken the time to take a look at it and see what was really driving all this hard work behavior. You know, it was not okay to make it easy or allow it to be easy. Wow. So once I was able to see that and relax into it and could see how actually, if it's not easy, I'm efforting too hard. I'm trying to force something, you know, I need to relax a little bit. I really do believe the universe is here to align everything up for us. It doesn't mean we don't have difficult times, of course, you know, or have to figure our way through this thing called life. But there's always an easier path, you know, when it starts to feel that grinding like super, super hard. Mm
1: -hmm. Does
0: that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I I mean, that's something that I really resonate with because it's like I've definitely had experience in, in my life where it just didn't feel like I was on the right path. But I almost like it was so hard that I felt like I just had to trudge through and just make it through like that Mm -hmm. alone was some sort of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and That's just not true. I mean, your body tells you that something's not right. Your mind is telling, it's like screaming out to you. Like this is not supposed to be this hard. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's just not. Um, And I think, I think so many people are doing that. They're living life that way. And they think that that's the only way. And, you know, to have someone like you, like give them permission to, to not accept that existence Mm -hmm. and to not, you know, to get their minds shifted in a different, almost a different dimension and be like, you know what? I am going to flow with life. I am going to go with the support of the universe and create a life that's, you know, more in line with, you know, my soul's true purpose. I really do believe that we're all here for a special reason, for some reason, you know? And so, you know, our job is to find out what that reason is. And, you know, I think for most people, it takes at least until you're 30 to really know, cause who knows, like, unless you're blessed and you just come out of the womb knowing what you're going to do. Um, but I know that's true for me, like until I hit 30, like I kind of, I felt like I was kind of just drifting along and, you know, not really having any direction. And, and a lot of times just trudging through st- stuff that wasn't pleasurable and was felt really hard and not right. So mm-hmm. I mean, to give people that permission, I think is really huge. I mean, that's huge.
0: It is. And, you know, as you were talking, you know, it's really, I think a lot of it comes down to self-worth, you know, there's two things that came to mind. One, it comes down to self-worth. Can they give themselves that permission and do they believe they deserve it? And when that comes into play, the big question starts to become, well, what about everybody else? Like, who am I leaving behind? Is this okay? Can I just go have this great success? What about the rest of them? At least that was huge for me. It was like, if this is true for me, and I just go and have this great easy life, what about all the other people that are really struggling? And that was part of my story also. So it may not be true for everyone, but you know, we have to look at what is what is the value and the level of our self worth. You know, if we we, I mean, because we self abuse all the time. Oh yeah, through many different.
1: I don't think people are hard as hard to anyone else in their entire lives mm -hmm. than they are to
0: themselves. Absolutely, and everyone. That way. Well, and the truth is once you raise your self-worth and once you start to see that you're deserving of what it is that your heart and your soul truly wants, that's when your vibration is at that level that things can start to really flow into your life because you really can't attract that which you want, you know, if you're not at that same sort of level, which I like to think of as like that self-worth level, you know, I think they say, you know, I've heard this over and over, but no one can love you more than you love yourself. You know what I mean? So if I'm only loving myself, not very much, I'm really hard on myself, you know, through thought, word, and deed, you know, I don't eat well, I don't exercise. I'm hard on myself mentally, you know, yet I want this really loving partner to come and, you know, do all this stuff for me. It's It's going to be really difficult. That's not really a match.
1: No, it's not going to happen. I mean, no matter what you do, you know, it, w- it could be fleeting really, but it's nothing would stick because you're not on that vibrational level. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think if we, you know, in 10 years, when we're able to really measure this kind of stuff that we like to talk about energy and measuring that, like they'll be able to see like Mm -hmm. vibrating at a certain level, whether it's higher or lower can only attract other people and, and things and experiences and situations on that same exact level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. I think that's true too. And one thing I want to say about the manifesting things, because I know there's like a lot of talk out there about the thoughts and how the thoughts create reality, which I do agree. I just feel like in this realm, like they're kind of the ethereal and there's like a matching realm that like has to do with that self-worth and how you think your belief system and how you think about yourself and what you're really deserving of that Mm -hmm. matches up with those thoughts. And that's where really the manifestation happens. I find that a lot of times people want to ignore that part because what I'm really good at is that balance of, Mm. like I said, the ethereal and the physical. Cause that's the jet fuel. When you put those two together, that's true manifestation, you know, really fat. I mean, yeah.
1: Cause I've heard it put another way too, like exactly what you were saying, but it was like, yeah, you have these thoughts, these thoughts, but you also have to have the emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. And it can't be mm-hmm. like, um, you know, something that you're faking, you know, fake it to make it. It really, you really do have to feel it mm-hmm. and believe it. And then mm-hmm. it's off and running. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're like, Oh, I want a million dollars. Yeah. That'll happen. I mean, in the, like in the same moment, you're like, yeah, okay. Right, it never matches up. It never right. has the spark that it needs to right. to become reality.
0: I struggled with that a lot because I did affirmations and I would stand mm-hmm. in front of the mirror and like I'm worth it. I'm worth a million dollars. To your point, like I'm worth a million dollars, and I'm like, really? Now a million dollars is going to show up? Like this doesn't feel right at all. You right. know what I mean? And then
1: that totally negates everything that you just did. I feel like,
0: yeah. So then I look at, well, what do I really feel like, you know, there's this whole level of like, what's here? What do I feel like I'm worth? And what do I feel like? Why do I not think that I could have that? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. what are these things? What are my true beliefs around that? Do I really think that I can create this? And usually the answer is yes, or else I wouldn't be standing in front of a mirror looking at myself saying anything. So usually on some level, there's a yes, but it's like, well, what else though? What's keeping me? Otherwise I would have already done that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so there are the, the, all these parts about ourselves and how to make that part of the process, too, you know.
1: It's so hard, though. I mean, I feel like, I mean, that maybe it's just something that I really struggle with. But it's like, yes, you have this vision for what you want and where you're going. And it's just like those gremlins are so powerful. And mm-hmm. it's like, how do you defeat them? Like, how do you mm-hmm. really, because it's it's really like, that's, I think, majority of what's holding most people back. Totally. You know, that's it. That's it.
0: So there's a great book out called Tame Your Gremlins. (laughs) Tame Your Gremlin Within or something, but it's by Rick Carson. And it talks all about that. Uh, And it's like, who are these gremlins up there? And most of the time, it's to completely ignore them and laugh at them. Because what we do is we engage them, you know? And now we're in a wrestling match, which we always lose. And it's all this mental energy. So it's similar to what I said when I wake up and my mind is going bananas. And then I go, oh, my God, it's going to be a good day. Because instead of engaging in that conversation, I used to wrestle with them every morning. God, every morning, it was like exhausting, you know? And it was like, and then if I look at him and I go, wow, this is similar to, you know, this has happened before. Like what's going on with this and why today and what's happening, you know, and sort of just, but I don't wrestle with them. Yes, I am worth it. Yes, it is going to be. <laughs> no, my world isn't going to fall apart. I'm not a terrible person, you know? It's just <laughs> it's just round and round and round because I don't know if yours are the same as mine, but they keep coming up with slyer and slyer ways to get in there, you know? They keep going for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're really crafty. Oh, yeah. Um, they have to evolve. If yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. And um, anyway, that, that book is so great about that because it just says, you know, that one and the other one I think we've talked about is um, Michael Singer. Um, untethered soul. soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he has a great exercise, which he says, take that voice and sit, plop it on the couch next to you and listen to what it's saying. He's like, you would not last two seconds with another human being saying those things to you, but yet you keep engaging in conversation, you know, with this voice in your head and, you know, Mm -hmm. why do we need that? And what's going on with that? So, um, you know, a lot of times it's like, my practice is just not to take my thoughts so seriously.
1: Yes. You know, that alone would make you a master. I mean, honestly in life,
0: right? But so often we are driven by those thoughts, and we just go day in and day out by what they're saying to us, and it is an emotional roller coaster. At least, mine oh, absolutely. No, <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, and I think that that's been such a strong push for me because I've dealt with such like vicious gremlins to to really work on myself and work on meditation and writing morning pages and doing things like that because it's just like enough is enough. Like I feel like people only change if they've got a real impetus to change, you know, they just are so tired of being in a certain situation that they're like, you know what, that's it. I'm, I am not going down this road anymore. I'm going to go down a different road. This is, I'm just done. And so I think that that was what happened to me is, you know, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm, you know, I'm tired of, of thinking this way and being this way. Like, I just don't, Mm -hmm. I'm done, you know? So, and it's not like I'm done. I, it's something like I do work on every single day. And you know, dealing with those gremlins. Um, But it's, I I do see so much growth and so much progression from doing the work.
0: Yep, you're making a really good point is that it it does have a lot to do with that incremental, the paying Mm -hmm. attention to what am I doing on a daily basis? It's not some big, I always used to always think it was some big massive overhaul that I was just missing. Some big shift I needed to make, some big change. And more and more, it's simpler, it's smaller, it's like you said, every morning writing morning pages. It's if I get anxious, mm-hmm. what are the 10 things that I can do to reset myself? You know, that kind of a thing. And
1: like you said, like having that childlike curiosity, when these thoughts come up and be like, instead of like, oh, yes or no, I do believe them, or I don't believe them just be like, well, why did I think that? Mm-hmm. Like, what prompted mm-hmm. that thought? And so it really by asking questions, and this is something that another guest I had on the show, Ryan Keys talked about. And he said, you know, when you when you start asking questions, you remove yourself from the situation and you can actually Mm. look at it as an observer. And that Mm -hmm. is the most empowering thing that you can do. I mean, you can look at any situation objectively, you know, even one that you're involved with,
0: Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. at least for
1: that moment. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, I don't know. Um, But this has been an amazing conversation. And so I want to end it with a question that I ask every guest on the show. And you know, it can be about what we talked about, or it can just be about life in general. Um, and the question is, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you sooner on?
0: Mm. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be so hard. And I really wish, um, I really wish if I if I could have been taught anything earlier on, Um, it would have been about this alignment piece, you know, that when you have flow and when you have alignment, like that's, let's see how to say it, like all is well. And when you're out of alignment or you don't have flow, that's okay. Your job becomes just to figure out how to get back in alignment, you know, that's it.
1: And how do you know when you are in alignment? What does it feel like?
0: Gosh, I mean, the flow feels amazing. I mean, it just, you know, and I don't know that we're designed to live in flow all the time. We're here to expand and grow. And so contrast is what shows up to allow that to happen. So Mm -hmm. it's not about being in alignment every single moment of every single day. For me, it's a feeling of relaxed. It's light. It's, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. You just know all is well, you know, your body is in line with your mind things are showing up, you know, you have happy relationships, you know, it's just like everything, everybody's had that feeling. Everybody's had that mm-hmm. feeling of like, it's just things are right now. Things are perfect in this moment, you know, perfectly aligned. Yeah. Um, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I, I just wish I could have known more about that energy alignment and not have taken. So, and I don't regret anything, of course, cause it's all happened for a reason. um, but now I look at look at that, and how can I teach my kids that how to stay in alignment with your core you know how to um, really be true to who you are and not you know succumb to all this domestication that even me as a parent I'm trying to put on you
1: you know mm. I know it's such a fine balance, I feel like as a mom because it's like you want your kids to be able to sit in a classroom and learn and you know go to college and get a job you know so that they can survive and you know pay bills and Buy food and have a roof over their heads, but at the same time, it's like I've struggled with this. It's like you still want that spirit to be alive, and you still want that that childlike sense of play and and awe and creativity to be there, and you don't want to domesticate them, as they say, too much. So, mm-hmm. what would be your advice to moms who who want to teach their children alignment and how to be in flow and enjoy life and not get stressed out while also dealing with? the realities of, you know, the modern world that we're living in.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I don't ever really like to give advice because I don't consider myself the expert in that category often, Mm. but I'll tell you, I've learned a lot about it with my kids and I'd say follow them instead of asking them to follow you Mm. because the more I fight them, the more I realize they're actually operating on intuition that at times is much more honed than mine because I've got lots of layers of life in between, you know, me and some of my choices. And there's a flow that they're operating in, especially the real young ones, you know, mine are still pretty young. There's a flow they're operating in that I'm resisting against because of thought patterns and domestication every single time. And I'm in a special situation because I have a, it's not that special, but I have a kid with Down syndrome, but he's special. Like in the fact that he has even less layers of domestication between him and the world, you know, Mm -hmm. he just operates in a different way. And when I get on his level and follow him around, like he's seeing things that I don't see. He's nonverbal and you know, doesn't speak, but he's seeing things I don't see. So I think those kids are in life without all of the cloudiness that we get as we get older. And so I would say, get curious about your kids. Get curious about their intuition. Know that their desires are not coming from a place just to be argumentative or create something. There's a real reason they're having the desire that they're having. And if you get curious about that, you get curious about life.
1: I love that. Oh, I just got chills. That's <laughs> Well, I lied. That other question wasn't my last question. So <laughs> but I, like, I liked asking this one because I feel like I just, yeah, that was an amazing answer. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was fun. So if people want to work with you, if they're entrepreneurs and they would like a coach such as yourself to help them manifest um, amazing results in their business and life, mm-hmm. how can they get in touch with you?
0: Yep. I have a website, katherinesable.com. And, um, yeah, and we just set up a a free 30 minute discovery session to find out what it is they're looking to do. And if I'm the right one to help, I feel like that answer is always pretty clear and pretty easy for everyone. You know, it's either a hell yes or a hell no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Catherine.
0: Thank you, Lizzie, for having me on. It's been a blast. Such a great topic.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. Your support means the world to me. And if you like what you hear, please don't hesitate to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps with the ratings and getting the message out of self-awareness and self-love to the masses. Also, don't forget to stop by organifyshop.com. Adding superfoods to your diet has never been easier. And you can use the code LizC15 for an extra 15% off your purchase.